Welcome to The Surpassing Worth, a podcast where we study scripture, know Christ deeper, and treasure him above all things. This is your host, Cole. Thanks for joining me. So I had an interesting question from a student that I meet with on a regular basis. Uh, we have been keeping up over the summer. I started meeting with him last fall, and I, I love the student. He is just so uh, so intentional about reading Scripture, and he has a lot of questions, and uh, he's just fireheaded. Like he, he just is on fire for the Lord. And I love it. Um, and so he asked a really good question the other day. And I think, you know, part of this podcast is as we read scripture together and as we encounter many um, of the things that are frankly beyond our understanding, but with the Spirit's help understanding the scripture, one hope I have in this podcast is to ask questions, to ask good questions uh, about the scriptures and to answer them in a biblical way. I love what one old dead church father said. He said that it's faith-seeking understanding, and not the other way around. The other way around would be understanding or reason-seeking faith. Um, Some people try to reason their way towards God, as if they by themselves could deduce God's actions and God's character by mere reason, whereas the Christian faith has always been faith in God revealing himself first, ultimately through Jesus Christ, finally through Jesus Christ, And then that gives way to renewed thinking, our renewed minds, loving God with our whole heart, soul, strength, and mind. And so faith, we believe in the scriptures, we believe in Christ, we believe in God because he has revealed himself to us. So then we seek the answers by pleading with God, by asking him for wisdom to understand his character, to understand his ways that are higher than ours. That's the basis of what I'm trying to get at is hopefully in this podcast, we will also tackle some tough questions about our faith and seek to understand them in light of the scriptures. So the question that my buddy asked me um, was referring to the third commandment in Exodus. So Exodus 20, uh, the third commandment in the list of 10 is you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes him in vain. So his question was, what does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain? And I thought that was a really good question. In fact, it's a fascinating question. Because if you're like me, you grew up in church, and you know that taking the Lord's name in vain was basically not saying his name in a curse word or not saying, oh, my God, or something like that. Um, And I think that is a proper application of this command. Uh, Every stretch of the imagination it is that don't misuse God, God's name, don't take it in vain. Um, but as I started thinking about this and researching it more, I found some really beautiful depth to the the answer of this question. What does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain? And I think we have to go back a bit. So we got to go back to the Old Testament times. We got to go back to the culture. And if you've ever read the Old Testament, and if you've ever just read all the stories in it, you know that names really matter. Names matter so much that oftentimes they are changed to denote identity, such as Abram into Abraham um, and Jacob into Israel, God's chosen uh, nation. And then also when um, 
people are born in the Bible, they're often given names associated with events that have taken place. All right, Jacob is named after his deceitfulness because he grabbed the heel of Esau coming out of the womb. And we know later that that was a very fitting name for Jacob. And also Esau was named after uh, the redness of his skin because he was hairy. Um, so names really matter. And so when the Hebrews attach names to things, they uh, name it because it denotes uh, significance about something. And this is true of the Lord himself. In Exodus 3, and this is really the underpinning of this third commandment, in Exodus 3, we find that God reveals himself to Moses in the burning bush. This is really the most paradigmatic event in the Old Testament, that God reveals his name to Moses. That is literally what it says, that he has revealed his name to Moses. And what's interesting is this is the famous passage where God says, I am who I am, or I will be who I will be, depending on how you translate that uh, Hebrew verb there. But what God is saying, and that, uh, that relates to the name Yahweh. In fact, when God says, I am who I am, that verb comes from the root Hayah, which in Hebrew means to be. Um, but that relates to Yahweh. It's the same consonants that make up those two uh, names, Yahweh and the verb to be. So when God says, I am who I am, he's basically declaring himself on a play on his name, Yahweh, that he is the self-existing, self-sufficient, all-powerful, um, the one who is before all things, before all time, God to Moses. And he says, by this name, you will know me. So what is interesting? So when we come to this third commandment, when we say name, it isn't just a flippant name. You know, there's people out there <laughs> naming their kids, and I might get in trouble for this from somebody, River and, you know, Star and all these crazy things. You know, Elon Musk named his kid a bunch of numbers, a string of numbers or letters or something like that. Names don't carry as much significance in the English culture as they did to the Hebrews. Um, so we just got to remember that coming in. So when God says, do not take my name in vain. Really what he's saying, and I like the way the CSB translates this, it says, do not misuse the name of the Lord. And I think by implication, this means if you know who God is, if you know his character, if you believe in Jesus and have seen the fullness of the Father through Jesus, which as Christians, that's what the word says we have is the fullness of, uh, of God. We've seen him, we've seen the Father. We should not misuse his name by acting, thinking, or speaking in such a way that would malign who he has revealed himself to be. I think that understanding of the third commandment carries such a beautiful understanding of what it means to honor God's name. And I love how other scripture supports this. In 2 Corinthians 5, Paul says that we are ambassadors of Christ. And an ambassador is one who, what? bears the name of the one who is sending him. So an ambassador is basically a delegate, right? We have embassies in, in the U.S. and all other countries around the world, and in those embassies are delegates that represent the United States. So they should represent our values, our traditions, our freedoms, our culture, and really they are there to represent to the foreign nations um, what it would be like to be a citizen of the United States. 
In the same way, to be an ambassador for Christ's kingdom is to live in a foreign land in such a way that we show others what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to be a Christ follower. This, I think, is the fulfillment of the third commandment, that we now bear the name of Christians. We are Christ followers. We are those who bear the name of Jesus um, through the abiding Holy Spirit within us. So what does this mean? Do not misuse the name of the Lord goes much further than simply saying his name in a curse word, although that is definitely misusing his name because it's not carrying the reverence associated with his name. But it goes so far as to say, if you know who God is, if God has revealed himself to you, uh, in this case to the Israelites in the desert, but now in the New Testament through Christ, Yahweh, if you know the great I am through Christ, do not act, speak, or live in such a way that would show others or show God that you are not taking seriously his character. I think some practical examples of this would just simply be in how we act when no one is looking or how we act in certain spheres uh, of influence that we're around, specifically work or friends. If we say we are Christians and if we go to church on Sundays, yet in certain um, circles we are prone to give in to temptation in its various forms, then we are misusing the name of the Lord. We're misusing the name of Christ in that situation. Likewise, if we attribute to Christ a judgment uh, or a command that he never did, then likewise, we are misusing the name of Christ. The Pharisees were guilty of this. They stacked on commandment upon commandment and made up all these rules um, of what it means to follow God, and they misused God's character. They completely abused it. On a positive side, I think this means to uphold the name of God. First of all, in our hearts, and I love how 1 Peter 3.15 says, it says to honor Christ in your hearts as holy. And I think that's so fitting because what happened in the, the desert in the Israelites? God revealed himself in all of his holiness. He came down upon that mountain and it thundered. Uh, there were earthquakes. I mean, it was a holy moment. And when Moses came up to that bush uh, 40 years earlier, God said, take off your sandals because this is holy ground. The weight of God's glory should cause us to humbly fear and revere his name. So what that means for this commandment to not, fee, to not misuse the, the Lord's name in vain is to never, never flippantly carry around his name or in another way, never live as if your life is simply uh, about what you want. Always revere Christ in your heart as holy. Uphold his name. So how are you doing this in your work, in your family life, in your marriage, as a parent? Um, when no one else is looking, are you honoring Christ in your heart as Lord, fearing him, loving him? Because scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And I think this ties right into this third command, that if you know the name of Yahweh, if you know the name of Jesus, uh, the word made flesh, if you know his character, his holiness, his goodness, his love, his justice, and yet you turn away and scorn who he is by acting, thinking, or speaking in such a way that disregards what you know about God, then you are quenching the Holy Spirit and grieving the Holy Spirit. So the application is Christian. Live as a Christian. 
live up to the name that has been given to you. Um, You are a follower of the name above all names, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. So do not misuse that name. Rather, live in that identity that you have and uphold his name as holy.